1: What's your weird story? Howdy, Weirdsville. It's What's Your Weird Story? Your favorite We Hope. Podcast of Weird Stories, Weird News, Weird Information, Weird Everything, This Weird World that we live in, Weirdsville. This is what Your Weird Story, the podcast that uh, we love because we do it. We hope you love because you're listening. Um, and if you're a new listener, we think you'll love it. Um, we hope you love it. And uh, me, uh, the guy you love the most, maybe? Probably not. Um, I'm no Santa. I'm Adam Beebe, one of your hosts. And i um, with me as always is your other man that you love most, who is maybe Santa Barry Johnston. Hello, Barry. Morning. Did
0: you put your spurs on this morning.
1: I have got my spurs on, and we'll tell you uh, <laughs> what that's all about
0: shortly. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, had a so far. It's been a great morning, man. I. Uh, I had a real nice uh, bowl of tobacco this morning on the back porch with a cup of coffee. Are you familiar with the Nirvana smoke? You ever heard of that term before? In the
1: um, p- not that I've got a comment on the uh, <laughs> podcast.
0: Um, well, it's uh it's a term used uh, in the tobacco world where, you know, you have like the perfect smoke, you know what I mean? Ah, okay. Yes, and so yes. I had one of those this morning, which is great. Um, and, uh, just, man, I, I got on YouTube and, um, uh, started watching The Verve, uh, live at Glassenberry 2008, oh, which just dude. put me in a fucking great mood, man. Nice. I love nice. that band, dude. I love that band. And, dude,
1: uh, they're way more, way more than Bittersweet Symphony. Yes. That's actually you know?
0: probably my least favorite song of theirs, um, at least off of that record for sure. <laughs> but, um, God, man, just great stuff, man. And, and, and underappreciated over here, especially in the States, you know, we have a, we have this weird thing when it comes to Brit pop and stuff, you know, that the, the bands that are, that were huge over there, some of them didn't make it, you know, quite over here Mm -hmm. and, and they were kind of one of them, but man, I'm just, I'm I'm a big fan. I love that band. So anyway, I'm feeling good, man. I got some coffee in me. I'm still trying to wake up, but, uh. Yeah, things are good, man. How about yourself? How are things going over there?
1: Hey, doing all right. Just been uh, working and catching up from a couple of weeks ago when I had tweaked my back, so I had to take a couple of days off work, mm-hmm. and uh, also had to take uh, one of my kitty cats to the vet. She had uh, she's getting old, so she had to get tooth removed, a couple teeth removed. So that was a lot of fun. That's I don't know if you heard the yep. other
0: one pipe yep. in, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: because she gets jealous. Of course. Um, my, she, I got one of my girls. She gets jealous. She gets upset when the other one goes to the vet. Yeah. And she takes it out. She's a bully. Minnie is like that. Now, I, also, if she, Minnie goes to the vet and comes back, she's still a bully. I guess Minnie all the time pretty much is a, is a bully. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's what... That's what I was up to, but that's what I've been up to, just working. And it's been nice, you know? It's been a little warm, and then it dipped down the past couple of days, got real cool. And, uh, you know,
0: so. It's been the same But I know
1: summer's coming. Yep. That's going to be an interesting summer, for sure. Speaking of which, Barry, I mean, more new leaked video from the Navy on these UAPs, man. Yeah. This time. Um, well, there's a splashdown thing, but there's also like you know this is not the cockpit stuff, but this is from the uh the, the i guess the the ship, the yep. scanner's radar station there, and there's so and there was like m- several,
0: yeah, yeah, it's um, like we said before, this stuff is gonna keep coming out, and we're gonna it's interesting because I had some friends of mine that Um, jokingly, I would say this started maybe last year, I'm a part of a, of a text thread with a bunch of friends and a lot of them sort of, you know, sort of shoved it to the side and was like, Oh, you know, this is bullshit, whatever. Now the tune has changed. Um, which I think is great because they're like, well, you know, you were the first one that we talked that we heard talk about this, you know? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, um, I wasn't for sure either if it was going to actually manifest into what it is because of um, people that were involved with it weren't, weren't quite sure of their validity, you know what I mean? But it, it's shaken out to be quite a thing. And I think everybody is sort of there where we're like, okay, yeah, this thing, this is true. Uh, we believe that these things are, are around us. Um, it's just, uh, what do we do with that information? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, but I, I am, I, soon we should get a report soon, official report from our, from our government, which will be interesting. So, well,
1: you know, the thing is, I don't know if we will get the report, but the uh, Congress certainly will. Yeah. So that's yep. the thing. Hopefully um, it
0: gets out to us somehow. You know? Yeah,
1: I you know it's I think that we're uh, there's not I don't think there's going to be full disclosure. I think the most that we'll get is that
0: what we've yes, got. We now. have been mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, yes, we have seen these things. We have been investigating all along. Uh, we have now video footage that has you know been leaked out. We have uh, probably have more. Yeah. And um, you know,
0: I tell you—that's you, all we're going to tell you. I you tell know? you that that patent video that you sent me, the guy that was talking about the patent that the that the mm-hmm. apparently the government had submitted for a craft of some sort. Uh, it's kind of yeah. interesting. It was a TikTok video that you sent me. I yeah. don't know how valid that is, right?
1: Yeah, Bobby sent that along to me, or. Mm-hmm special uh, correspondent and resident Reddit or social media weirdo now because she's kind of helping out on all fronts there. But she sent that to me. And, yeah, basically there's this guy who made a TikTok video um, about a patent for a type of craft or something that has a plasma energy field, I believe is what he said.
0: Yeah, I think that's right.
1: That enveloped a ship that let it – Um, basically defy physics as we know it and uh,
0: exist in its own time and space or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like like wild stuff.
1: It's it's wild and it's described very much in the shape of like that tic-tac, you know, and like all these other things. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, That's one of the harder things about ufology and the study of all this stuff because there's so much misinformation, disinformation, and then just fake shit.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. And I don't know, like, I think up until this point, we've been fairly consistent on that. Like, um, as far as like, is this a legitimate source? Like, it's just a story that came across, you know, my, my, phone that i found yeah. interesting um whether or not it is real or not i don't know but i figured you know it the language of the the patent or whatever um was quite interesting because it was very vague and um mm. so that is you know interesting so you know like we said before who knows how long that we've been um working on these technologies, reverse engineering, these craft, if we have them, if you believe what Bob Lazar said, they, we, we've been working on this for, for quite some time, trying to figure out how these things work. Um, and the idea, I'm kind of leaning toward the idea, um, that these things do reside in the ocean. Um,
1: yep. It makes sense.
0: Do you know I what mean, I mean?
1: We've talked about that before. And so, and that makes a really, it makes a, it's a, it's a more logical place for them to hide than to say build a, something on yeah. the moon. Yeah. You know, because then they don't have to fly back through the atmosphere and stuff because that would get,
0: you right. know tiresome. Right. Yeah, exactly. And
1: use resources. Maybe these maybe they um use somehow use the water as uh fuel Correct. as well. Who yeah. knows? Who could, knows?
0: Could you be know, anything. Yeah. It's you know I mean, we don't have the ability to uh, to um, to go through the ocean in a in a manner that would that we would be able to find these things easily. so yeah, it's a great place to be, you know, yeah, but if, yeah,
1: if only Aquaman
0: would help us out, right? yes, so. exactly, anyway, yeah, crazy stuff, but uh, yeah we we're gonna kind of get into some. I, I, we got a little different kind of a of an episode that we're going to do here, in that uh, you've been uh, reading um, some mm-hmm. in- interesting material, and uh, we're going to have a discussion about it.
1: Yep. Yeah. So let me ask you, Barry. Um, when you were a little kid, mm-hmm. what were some of the, when, it, when you're really little? What were some of the things that you loved
0: the most? Well, um, you know, I loved. Uh, toy guns i had a lot of little toy guns we would play mm-hmm. you know cowboys and indians and i know that's yep. not i know that's not uh yeah. politically correct these days but it's the time when we grew up right um i loved uh sports I, you know i remember playing catch with myself a lot when i was a little kid and uh um yep. you know and
1: that's the, not a euphemism for when you were <laughs> a teenager that's right that's that, was actually before, that
0: was before that was before yes way before uh yeah, and um yeah, I think those are the two things I was really probably the most into, you know, yeah. at that time.
1: Well, you know me and uh the things that I loved were um were well always comic
0: books. Comic you books, know? yeah. I forgot to mention um, that, yeah.
1: And when I was really little I loved um nights.
0: hmm Yeah, me and, too, yeah, uh, I remember that. Uh,
1: and, and dragons, yep. And of course, cowboys because we're 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 from Oklahoma. That is ingrained in us. That is part of our culture, part
0: of our culture. Yeah,
1: you know. And um, and then dinosaurs.
0: Yes, you I know? can remember. I don't know if you ever did this with us or not, but I remember some of our in our neighborhood, we would go digging holes and like trying to excavate and see if we could find like. You know, dinosaur like bones and, and shit yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, maybe you know, everybody I, did. Yeah, well, you know, I think what little kids find about find out about dinosaurs, they all all little kids seem to love dinosaurs. Yes, at least for a brief while.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Because well, then you're you're like, hold a second. Yeah, dragons aren't real, but these yeah were real. Well, yeah, you know yeah. they are real, and they used to live here, but they don't live here anymore. They haven't lived here for a long, 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 long time, yeah, you know, you know, they're yeah. older than my dad you yeah, know? yeah, uh, that kind of a thing but yeah. for real so yeah yeah and and they're you, you know.
0: such a strange creature uh, I mean, when you' look when you compare it to uh, what we're familiar with right now in our in our modern day, of course, there are strange creatures out there, but the dinosaur, I think, captures the imagination just because how different they were and how large a lot of them were.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what we've got for you today is uh, a book report. Cool, cool. And uh, that's my weird story for today. We're you know as this sh- podcast uh, grows and evolves and changes and incorporates more aspects of weird stories. Um, you know, we always try to remain in the kind of, the you know, true experience area and the relating of these true experiences. Um, so I picked up this book. I saw, um, I saw it on Amazon. And I thought, you know what? That sounds uh, really cool. So uh, this book is called Cowboys and Saurians. That's like, um, you know, like... Saurians, is like lizards, you know, like dinosaurs. Cowboys okay. and Saurions. Yep. Dinosaurs and prehistoric beasts as seen by the pioneers. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. It's by uh, an author named John LeMay. And what he's done is he has is, uh, done a lot of research and he's compiled this book about all of these old um, newspaper stories and folklore stories from... The Old West time period, so, Mm -hmm. you know, like, just, you know, right around the, you know, a little before the Civil War to, you know, the early 1900s. Right, 18 to 1900, yeah. Yeah, people forget, tend to, people don't, all of us, for the most part, unless you're, like, hardcore historian, we think that, basically, it was like, you know, Old West was this long period in the 1800s, but really, it was not that. A long period where cowboys were out, gunslingers, and all that, right. whatnot. Um, but it also went up into the early 1900s. So yeah, um,
0: yeah, it was a time it's weird. It was a time when we were settling the West and um, it, the the new frontier, as it were, and things were just different because if you had land, you had to protect it. You know, mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, obviously from. The Native Americans at that time or possibly other settlers that were trying to Mm -hmm. get in on your on your land. And Oklahoma was actually founded during that time with the land run. Mm -hmm. Um, The government was trying to basically give land away at that time. They just wanted to settle uh, that area so we could occupy with with Mm -hmm. people. And uh, Oklahoma has a, yeah. an interesting uh, history in that, and so um, that's where we get the term, uh, the Boomers and the Sooners. Yep. And, uh, yeah.
1: Of course, all cool. of that happened, uh, you know, after the the government right. said uh, the— uh, Native uh, Americans. Massive amounts yeah. of Native Americans forced them into—forced <laughs> them west, yep. forced them into Oklahoma and other areas, and then the Trail of Tears, and—
0: Again, that's you know, all... You know what's weird about that, though, that we talk about that? When I'm growing up, that history is so embedded in us that it didn't seem weird. But now that we yeah. talk about it, and I'm looking at it through a grown-up size, that was that's a very traumatic and odd thing to try to do to people. Um, yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I think a good way to sum it up is to say that... Um, that it was fucked up.
0: It was, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. really. But um, yeah, but let's we'll, we'll skip we'll, we'll skip over that because I mean that's a huge tragedy and it's, we acknowledge it and
0: um, just giving some context to what it was like yeah. to grow up in a place like this, you know. Yeah, so, oftentimes yeah, people from different areas of the country don't have that uh, connection, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. Exactly, you know. Um, so, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share some uh, excerpts and some report on some of my favorite, uh, a, a few of my favorite stories that I've got here cool. in this book. I found it on Amazon, and um, apparently it's the first in a series of uh, these type of collections. And and um, John Lemay has written. Quite a few books, and they are definitely in the vein of, of what we like here on the podcast. Uh, he's got some UFOs in the Old West type books. Um, I don't know if he, I don't think that he goes into much of the hauntings and stuff, but you know, but this is just, this is outside of our normal kind of stories, but they're really cool, really fun stories. Cool. So, um, awesome. Well, I guess I'll start off with uh, one story since we were talking about uh, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, this is just a short little, you know, it's almost like a, a, an aside
0: mm-hmm. that he made. Okay.
1: When um, he was talking about another, this one a story of this creature. But uh, back in the day, these stories, these type of stories, would appear in newspapers. And, of course, newspapers would want stories that would get people's eye, make them interested, and want them to buy the paper and read, you know, because sure. obviously didn't have television or radio. And at the time, newspapers, magazines, books, periodicals, printed information was pretty much the only way you were going to get information. Yeah. You know, except you know, for uh, except for Face to face, you know, or going to see a lecture, or, or what? Right. What school? Right. All that kind. Of, but yeah, you know, mass media was all printed. So right. anyway, yep. Um, these types of stories were called snake stories, but it's snake spelled S N A I K. Okay. Don't know why, but that's just what they were called. Um, sometimes these were true, but. Very often, they were made-up monster, serpent, or dinosaur reports in these newspapers. So, you know, they were just uh, – sometimes they would elaborate, sometimes they would make up stuff, but sometimes they were true,
0: you know, yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. know. Right.
1: Um, so, one of these stories that he talks about um, is about uh, the – that takes place in Oklahoma – uh, is the Yucky Indians of uh, or Yuchi Indians? I'm not sure. I think it's Yuchi. Okay. It's uh, U uh, W and <laughs> let me try that again. Y U C H I Yuchi. Uchi. I think it's Yuchi. Okay. Um, Indians uh, in Oklahoma who were not native to Oklahoma. They were, um, I think, native to somewhere in Tennessee, and they were sent to Oklahoma. Okay. Um, but they had a legend. Um or they had maybe they were like also in Oklahoma. I can't remember. Yeah. Um but uh we'll just you know, we'll just say that these the these yucky, uh Yuchi Indians, um or Native Americans is what we should call them. Yeah. The Yuchi Native Americans tribe, um, in were in from Oklahoma. All right. So um they had a legend of a monster that would hide in trees and hmm. would attack uh, the tribe's people. Wow. Um, and this was, you know, it's been part of their culture, it's one of their cultural stories and all of that. And um, in uh, 2000, there were members of the um, Uchi tribe that were invited to the uh, grand opening of the Oklahoma uh, Natural History Museum. Okay. Um, which I have not been to. But, I haven't either. Uh,
0: I didn't even uh, know it was a, a thing, actually, until yeah. you said that. Well,
1: I mean, let's be honest. There's so much new things opening up there in Oklahoma City in the early two, starting in the early 2000s, yeah. and up until now, even, you know, which Oklahoma City is becoming a whole other town Yep. than what we knew it. Um, 100%. But... Uh, but, yeah, so they were invited uh, to the museum, and they were, I guess, probably elders. And, and you know, there's probably some stuff there because, I mean, it's natural history, so it's going to be more of the native animals
0: mm-hmm. and
1: fossils and minerals and right. the history of the peoples that have lived there. So it's all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so when they came upon uh, the bones of a uh, this s- certain animal, Allosaurid dinosaur. Mm The um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt the Latin pronunciation, uh, classification pronunciation of this. Cool. And I just had a trouble saying pronunciation, so (laughs) this could be fun. So uh, the Saurophaginax Maximus nice uh maximus which maximus is a type of
0: d- is a large something right maximus mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm.
1: uh it, and that means a uh, large lizard eater oh I wow believe. okay translation um but this was a type of dinosaur that was native only to oklahoma and then parts of um new mexico but mainly like in oklahoma okay. which is Really cool. It's cool for us. Yeah, you know, kids, yeah, but yeah. It's really cool it was such a regionalized area, so they know exactly kind of where this stuff uh, is. Yeah, right yeah. Um, so these um, these Yuchi saw the bones of this dinosaur, this uh-huh. one, and they were like, "That is that's the monster. Wow, that's the monster of our legends." And, you know, uh, they, they, so it's like, wow. Okay. So they were talking to one of this the researcher who actually invited in there. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, this is about, this is the origin of, uh, I mean, this, this, the story is so much of a part of their culture that they have a, uh, a ceremony that is called uh, the lizard dance.
0: Oh.
1: And, um, so the story behind this lizard dance uh, is as follows. I'm going to try to give you a summation here. So many, many years ago, a long time ago, many moons, whatever, however you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many naps, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever right.
1: your am <laughs> referencing. Yeah, yeah. Long, long, t- long time ago in a Rural area, not so far away. Everything was rural at that time, so you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, there was a medicine man, and he had picked um, these three boys to be his apprentices. So they left on a tour, on a journey to uh, for their you know to go far away and to be trained along the way as part of this journey. Um, but. Uh, at one point they're going along and I'm, I'm not sure if they're riding horses In my mind they are, but Uh I I, I don't remember exactly. I wasn't there. I would imagine. I
0: can't. Yeah. I'd imagine Um, a horse is involved somewhere along the line,
1: but then again, maybe Maybe not, not.
0: maybe not. Yeah.
1: So anyway, they're going along and the, the elder man, the menace man said, uh, he pointed out a particular hollowed out tree and he said, Stay away from that tree, boys. Don't don't go near. It. Mm-hmm. And so they set up um, camp, and of course, you know, I mean, as this part of any good cautionary tale, um, the boys ignored him. So he sent uh, so the, he sent two of them to go get wood for the fire. So they go and they went to cut down. That tree. Because I mean it's a hollowed out tree. It's gonna be easy to cut sure. down. Sure. Yep. Um so they go near and this lizard monster comes from out of the hole in the tree. And he grabbed one of the boys and he took him inside the tree, and that that boy was never seen again. Wow. So the medicine man, when he learned about this, uh, he set up a trap for the monster, and he uh, prepared a special medicine or poison and, uh, you know, probably put it in like a dead animal for bait. Uh-huh. And so the lizard came out and it ate the poisoned animal or whatever it was, and it died. And so the medicine man then uh, cut off the monster's head, and they took it back to the
0: village. Wow! And and that was yeah. So that was. What did this you know, What did this thing look like? I'm trying to find it online, and well, I,
1: it looks. Um, I hold on, a second. I uh, I saved a page. If I can access my page.
0: Um so you know, I've never heard of the Yuchi tribe, which is um so that's a new one to me. Um
1: It's a very small uh they're very small now.
0: Uh huh. And
1: they are I believe they're part of the uh they are kind of like they've been absorbed into the Creek okay. nation, I believe. Oh, okay. okay. Um I'm sorry, um So this thing was, uh, a, it was kind of, it was a carnivore type. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it was, I guess, kind of like a, um, it was like an Allosaurus or a, um, well, yeah, it's part of the Allosaurus family. So it's in the same general look of, um, like a, t- a a t-rex
0: oh okay oh wow
1: but not as big
0: okay, okay. I don't think um, well, I, was thinking, I was thinking I was thinking like of a, of a lizard lizard type thing
1: no well I mean again back in the the, the days that these stories were written uh, a lot of these things were just simply identified as serpents
0: uh-huh right
1: um, so, you know, calling it a lizard, calling it a serpent, that's all the same thing.
0: Um, so. What was the actual name of it again? Sorophaginax,
1: So S-A-U-R-O-P-H-A-G-A-N-N-A-X. Maximus. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. So um sor <laughs> suraf- okay means uh lord of the lizard eaters mm. so this would be um the maximus would be like the biggest lord of all the lizard eaters um so the yeah the size is, max size is an estimate of about 10.5 meters uh so that would be from the Tip to the end of the tail, yeah. So that's 34 feet,
0: um, which is pretty big. Damn, that's Uh, big, that's really big.
1: That's okay. So it'd be like 34 to 43 feet long, that would be their estimate. And then, uh, they guess it probably weighed about uh, three to five tons, somewhere in there. Damn, um. And then I guess the height from like the foot to the back would have been. I'm trying to find where that was. Fuck me,
0: man! That was not what I had in envisioned. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is a big
1: old boy. I mean, it's not a T-Rex, but still, that's a
0: a big dude, though. Yeah, and
1: that could uh, easily, you know, that's not going to gobble up a man in one bite, but um, maybe two.
0: Yeah, you know, right? Damn.
1: A couple. That's going to take down a, a, a. somebody really quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's, what's interesting about it is, is that, you know, with, with a lot of Native American stories, um, you know, they're, they're really, they're great at blurring the line between, um, um, spiritual and myth and reality, you know? So it's like all those things playing together. I could see how that would be a thing, man. If you see a monster like that, all kinds of stories you could, you know, I'm sure come up with and uh, make a part of your culture, man. You got something like that hanging around. You're definitely uh, trying to keep your distance from it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, really, you can say that about a lot of things, you know, I mean, yeah. that's how it's history. It's recorded. Mm-hmm. It's how it's recorded.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And history is, you know, is, is has biases. Yeah. You know, it has biases to the winners. It has biases to uh, the culture and their particular beliefs and belief systems. Yeah. You know, um, so that's why the best kinds of histories are aggregates of different stories. Yeah. So that we can look and see all the sides. So the more faceted a story has sure. of, uh, in, in associations with it, the clearer the picture is. Yeah. Uh, the more accurate it is.
0: Well, I'm sure for so. them, for them there's got to be some vindication in there too, if like, mm-hmm. you know, they I'm sure they that that story's been passed down through their lineage for so long.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: then to have something, you know, like a fossil or something that that they can look at and say, "Oh yeah, that's what that's what it is. That's what yeah. we've been talking about." Yeah. Quite fascinating. You know, often we talked about this before, but we don't think as North America Um, as being an ancient, because it's the new world. We don't think of it that existed before, you know, uh, you you know, Europeans occupying it. Um, But there's a whole history here of, of, uh, of dinosaurs and, and God knows what came before us, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's one of the cool things about history um, is, you know, we, we keep finding out more new stuff. Yeah. So, Yeah, you know, especially in the past, like you know, hundred years easily, but the fifty to seventy-five years for sure. Yeah, we know. I mean, now we know for sure that there were other people that beyond the natives, there are other visitors to the shore. long before Columbus in fourteen ninety-two. You know, the Vikings on the east coast in the north. Right. We know the Chinese on the west coast. Um, there could have been, you know, some um, in the in and in South
0: America. There's the, the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki what? are they predate they think the aztecs and the mayans and all that mm-hmm. stuff and and because they're they're burning some of the rainforest away now and and they're yeah. they're they're coming upon ancient civilizations that they had no idea existed yeah. funny enough man like i don't know if it was you that sent me this somebody sent me something it was a link to um the people with the elongated skulls did
1: mm-hmm. you see
0: this um so they've done a bunch of research on, um, on, 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 on I guess it's DNA, I don't know, um, but they don't believe that these people, um, they don't believe that they... they we used to think that they banned their heads at, mm-hmm. at, at birth and that, that gave them these elongated skulls. And then the report that I was reading said something about like, they think that it, the, the, this is a different type of a species. It's, 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 it, it doesn't share the same DNA components, uh, as humans. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's a, you know, could be like a Neanderthal type thing. Maybe it was a, a, a you know, a, a species that we crossbred with or something right. anyway. Right. Interesting stuff. I, I don't want to get off on that tangent, but.
1: Well, you know, just to add to that theory, though, is that uh, we found e- very recently, I think it was even like maybe last week or two that I read in the news that they found another new kind of uh, early human in the, uh, I want to say in the Philippines.
0: Okay, okay.
1: That was um, not, you know, homo sapien. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, it just shows you there was a large variety yeah. of. Early human type people, yeah. that were not human. They were not. You know, well, the
0: hobbits like, that they found in Indonesia, exactly. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's those, you know, and like you mentioned the the Neanderthal, that was a type, you know, and uh, we either interbred or we conquered, and we, and th- there's probably both, you know, to be honest right. with you, um, on that aspect. But yeah, yeah. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit more, cool, and get back to the old west. Hey, man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk, so there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus.
0: I don't think I've ever heard this.
1: Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted, and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no.
0: Yeah. What, what did you do?
1: I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me oh. and this <laughs> But it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything. But it was following me, man. Wow. Dang. That's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. This is a cool story about uh, the Bear Lake Monster. Mm. And uh, this takes place in... The Utah Territory. Okay, and so there, and it takes place with a lot of Mormon settlers okay. as well as the Native Americans okay. uh, that lived there. Little little history. Uh, the Mormons migrated into Utah after the territory became part of the U.S. in 1846, after the Mexican-American War. Um, Seventy thousand settlers. Took a tra- wagon train from, I believe it's from Illinois, uh, where they had set up a kind of a city, and they moved uh, out in. The, they headed out in April, eighteen forty-seven. Seventy thousand uh, uh, people. Seventy thousand people, and so that was after their, the founder John Smith had been uh, uh, murdered or uh, mob justice, yeah, or yeah, assassinated. Yeah. How do you a, want to look at it? Yeah, there's a whole. Life in-
0: yeah and, there's a whole conspiracy uh, yeah. So, there yeah. yeah
1: and now if you're interested in um, an interesting history of the Mormon Church, uh, last podcast on the left did a four or five part mm-hmm. epic yeah over that uh, history and that's uh you know very yeah. interesting to say the least and of course they have their particular slant on yeah. it. Um,
0: if you haven't listened to that podcast, you guys got to check it out. They yeah. do such a good job. They're great.
1: Um, they're more, they're like this. They're heavily researched. Well, they're actually, they're better than this. They're heavily researched.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And they, it's, it's good, but yeah. it's also a lot of fun. Anyway, as they traveled by Bear Lake, uh, this Mormon wagon train, se- several seem to have seen something in the lake, you know, a monster or something. Oh, okay. Uh, the local Native Americans uh, had known about this creature Long before the the white people came in, and uh, it was reported in uh, the July thirty first, eighteen sixty eight edition of the Desert News, uh, there was an article that reported uh, that that these tribes had a. Tradition of a serpent-like creature inhabiting the lake mm. uh, in the past and within living memory, I guess um, this creature had carried off uh, some of the Braves, or at least two people. I think I read in another part uh, many years before, but you know, again within living history, so you know, not too long right. ago, but long enough to where you know, so um, so these people. The they didn't sleep or camp close to the lake,
0: of course. Yeah, uh,
1: they wouldn't swim in it and they wouldn't bathe in it. Wow, and of course, all of that really kind of you know, to the the these settlers really really confused them because, like, why wouldn't you bathe in there? You know, of course, so um. Not long before this uh, July 30, 1868 Desert News article, several settlers had seen a large, strange animal moving through the water at great speed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, they, they, the way they described it, it sounded like it moved and was cutting through the water like a, like a speedboat. Wow, Um, the way it was kind of creating waves and everything, and of course they didn't describe it as being a speedo. That's that's my words, Um, but they um, they described it as moving fast and um, you know they faster than a horse could run. So wow, that's moving. That's moving in water. Yeah. Um, So from a distance, they couldn't really tell much about it. Uh, One of these Mormon witnesses said it was no less than 90 feet in length. Damn. Uh, but another one said it was, was uh, half that size, you know, 45 feet. They could only see part of the back and the head. They couldn't see what was underneath. Yep. Um, one group reported seeing what looked like a family of three creatures, two large ones, and a smaller one mm-hmm. that was uh, about the size of a horse, wow. right? So it could have been, you know, a family. Right. Um, physical features that had been described were, uh, it had a, like a, a, a brown color. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had, uh, and quote, a head and neck like some strange animal. Oh, end quote. Okay. Yeah. And it had ears, the, apparently ears the size of ears. pint cups.
0: Really? On the side.
1: Yeah. Huh. Something like that on the side of its head. So, um, so naturally, um, out of either fear or uh, opportunity uh, for exploitation, uh, plans were made to you know, kill or capture this creature. Uh, One of the first um, famous plans was by uh, a Mormon settler whose name was Phineas W. Cook. Um, And his plans were written about in the September 30, 1869 article uh, from the the Desert News. And I'm going to read you uh, this article. The headline is, Plans for its Capture. <clears throat> Mr. Cook, quote the Lord being his helper. Quote. This is where you, uh, uh, you put the uh, old timey uh, background music like you would in a, see in a Ken Burns film, like the Civil sure, War. Or sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. All right. And I, so that's me trying to do the accent. Mr. Cook, the Lord being his helper proposes to capture one of these anomalies next summer not being fixed for the business at present. His plan is to have a large bearded hook made to which will be attached about 20 feet of cable chain and 300 yards of inch rope. (laughs) At the end of this rope will be A large buoy buoy, (laughs) with a flag staff inserted and a sinker to keep the staff in a uh, perpendicular position. The stars and stripes will float from the staff. To this buoy will be connected a hundred yards of three-quarter rope, which will be fastened To a which will be fastened to the switch end of a tree on the shore. The hook being baited with a large or with a leg of mutton or a young Indian.
0: Oh, my lord! Yeah, right.
1: The author makes a note saying that he was just as shocked reading this yeah. initially as uh, the rest of us with that.
0: Right. Um, so, yeah. This was published in the newspaper?
1: In the newspaper in 1869.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. My, have how, how times have changed, right?
1: Yeah. The hook being baited with a leg of mutton or a young Indian and allowed to sink 20 feet in the water by means of a smaller buoy completes the plan. When the monster swallows the bait, he will necessarily take it in a few yards. Uh, He will necessarily take in a few yards of the cable chain. This will prevent him from biting off the rope. That's pretty smart. And as the cable will no doubt be heavy on his stomach, he will back out, which will have the effect of fastening the hook into his vitals. About this time, there will be some tall squirming and pulling. If anything breaks, it must be the small rope between the flag boy and the beach. He has still 900 feet of rope to play on, and the large boy can be followed by the flag all over the lake, or until he concludes to give up the ghost. (laughs) Mr. Cook is sanguine of success. Others propose erecting dead falls at different places in the lake. If these plans all fail, I shall draw one of them up near the shore with a spyglass and harpoon it, or will sublet the capturing business to N.F. Ottson, who will run the lake through with a fine strainer and starve him to death in for want of
0: water. (laughs) This guy's got, he's got it planned out, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's got it planned out. The plan as reported. So anyway, um, that plan, uh, from the 1869, uh, paper didn't happen until Cook was able to uh, get up, get some help from none other than, um, well, he partnered up. Let me try that again. He wasn't able to carry out this plan until he hooked up or partnered up with a church leader, a Mormon church leader named William Budge. Okay. And, uh, 1874, and with the help of Budge, they got hooked up with the head of the Mormon Church, Brigham Young.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: So uh, Young provided the rope, and he and Cook agreed to split the profits uh, if the monster was caught and sold.
0: You know, wow.
1: Yeah, you know, to like a circus or a museum, sure, or sure. Just somebody who had lots of money, sure. You know, they were going to split split the profits, sure. Um, so they had the giant hook made by a blacksmith, and they were off, and they tried, but uh, of course, nothing happened. Right. And um, in uh, eighteen seventy six, Brigham Young wrote a letter to Cook. Um, yeah, because he was disappointed and he asked for his rope back. <laughs> that's pretty And funny. of course, Cook was like, nah, dude, um, you gave me the rope, but I've been out here doing all the work. Yeah.
0: That's my I've time. I've been
1: out here doing all this stuff. So yeah.
0: Right. No, so I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll just keep it.
1: Right. Which is, you know, kind of shady. To right.
0: Say the least, right. But,
1: um, so and then um, and then you know, Young kept up with it and sees so like, look, I tried to meet you at this building, but you never came in. You know, yeah. I tried to meet you at the. It's I tried to meet you at the office, but you know you didn't stop right. by. Yeah, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, before like they were going <laughs> to go to court or whatever, but then Brigham Young, uh, th- thankfully died. Um, he was not. Uh, he was not. A- the-
0: a good person. Well, and I, you know, I was going to say that uh, not a lot of those guys were great people. Um, yep. But uh, you know, I don't want to get myself in trouble there with with our our Mormon folks. But uh, it's interesting because it's you know the 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 Mormons are are very uh, good business people, and um, mm-hmm. and 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 a story like that sort of uh, sort of reinforces that idea that um, you know let's make some money at it um i i do think it's interesting also that cuz i've never heard of that that there, you know another loch ness type sort of uh, or lake champlain monster um mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. in that part of the world that's we see that quite often where people will have those stories about yeah man about, um about, about those creatures
1: yeah yeah you'd be surprised that uh, there's a, a a great chunk of the stories in this book are about monsters that live in lakes or rivers yep, and, um, or at least part-time in them. But they, a lot of them operate, uh, in like that kind of area, which would benefit a creature, um, you know, because it gives them access to food and water and all, you know, there's almost always like places for them to caves and whatnot that they can go in and live and hide,
0: you know, sure. So, yeah, it's interesting. You never know something f- swims up at a certain point, there's a channel that they are able to swim into mm-hmm. and then maybe over time that dries up and then and then they're stuck in in the lake.
1: R dash W E I R D dash S T O R Y and that'll take you right there.
0: I mean you can never own enough clothing.
1: Well that's true, Barry. There's T shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff
0: that's so cool man
1: so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on Instagram to ours or Facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors
0: cool stuff man that's great good stuff. so story. I got one more okay uh,
1: for you because this is a different kind you know we just talked about uh, we talked about the allosaur there or the you know the, um, sarfra- the sarcophagus uh huh max max fort S- 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 maximus uh whatever Oklahoma dino- the Okie dinosaur yes. we'll just call it that yep and uh we talked about there the Bear Lake Monster. Um, so now I'm going to tell you about the Van Meter Monsters. Okay, great. Um, this one was really cool. Um, this one takes place in 1903, so it's a little bit more current mm-hmm. than Correct, the yeah. previous. You know, um, it's you know it's last century. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, and this is like I said, this is a different type of creature. So. 1903 van meter Iowa okay small town somewhere between 900 and a thousand people mm-hmm. and uh, this event took place over a, about a four night period in the fall of 1903 and it was reported on in the papers um, October 3rd and October 4th so okay. it was around that time
0: okay Um.
1: So, on the first night, um, these eerie, weird noises could be heard at night, and this was all around, like, one o'clock, for the most part. Okay. This all after midnight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, this is 1903. Everybody's asleep, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Um, so strange weird noises could be heard and then strange lights could be seen flying over the area. And uh, they could see that there was something inside the lights, but they couldn't really get uh, details. Mm. Um, one, ro- one resident was driving into town um, around 1 a.m. and he saw this light on top of a building. And he thought maybe it was burglars, so he kind of, was like, slowed down um, and was creeping up mm-hmm. on it, you know? Yeah. And he noticed this, this light. Uh, it, it jumped across from one building across the street to the top of another building. And then it, like, disappeared.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: So that's... I know you're saying to me, where does the dinosaur part come in? Well, just you wait. <laughs> but that was the first night, right? So okay. that sounds very strange. Okay. You know, I mean that could be that that could be maybe there was a UFO. Right, right. Um, maybe it was ghosts, maybe it was uh, maybe it was burglars, maybe it was swamp gas.
0: Right. Yes. Not
1: any of those, my friend.
0: So well, what was it? I I must ask.
1: Well, before we get there, Let me tell you about the second night. Okay. The second night of this event. Okay. So, around 1 a.m. the next night, a local doctor woke up to a bright light. Um, so, he got his gun. And this is back in the time if you had a business, typically you lived either behind the business You know, an apartment or whatever, house apartment that was behind the business or above it. So he he was, you know, in his uh house slash office and um he broke up woke up to this bright light, so he grabbed his gun and he uh ran outside and he saw this creature. Okay. And it was you know glowing. And he said he described it as being something like half animal, half man, like half creature, half okay, okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. And it had large bat like wings. Oh shit. Right? So um he shot at it five times and he either missed or he hit it and the bullets had no effect. Wow. So um he um, he kind of freaked out, and he ran back into his, self, his, his house, and he barricaded himself in, shut all the windows and doors, and uh, hid in there until the next morning. Wow. Okay. That very night, across town, or probably not too far across town, but enough in where um, a bank teller was sleeping, and he heard the gunshots go off. So he thought that somebody was trying to rob the bank. So he grabbed his gun and he ran to the bank uh, to guard all the money. And he he got there and he was standing guard. And uh, again, uh, you know, he heard a strange noise
0: Hmm.
1: and uh, coming from the outside. So he kind of went and looked out a window and he was suddenly hit with this bright light and it was so bright, it almost blinded him. Right. Uh, so he saw, again, he saw a form inside the light, but he really couldn't tell what it was. And so he fired at it and he went out, you know, he fired out the window and it was, you know, so it caught part of the curtains and the glass and it all shattered outside. And, uh, he went outside to investigate, you know, cause he swore, you know, he hit this thing, whatever it was. Cause I guess it was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and all he saw was the shattered glass from the window and some of you know the dirt, the curtains and there was a smell and nothing else okay. except a very peculiar three-toed track on the ground oh wow so and apparently he uh, made a cast of a plaster cast of okay. the track, but I couldn't find any more information. About
0: wow, wow. That. Um, so yeah, so that was night number two. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy in the sense that for this these stories to if these people were real and the story is real, uh, that they would come out and talk about this in such a public forum like that, you know. Well,
1: you're, I you're, mean the, the the. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying, you're putting yourself out there, at, you know, back there, back then, talking about something like this.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the people were real. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these are, and these are newspapers, and these are people who were real, and these were all upstanding citizens. There was mm-hmm. a bank teller. Right. There was a doctor. Right. Um, one of the guys was like, he was, um, the delivery guy and, um, and then, but every, and there's more and everybody that saw these things were, uh, reportedly sober and well-respected within the community. Right. Wow. So yeah, that's cool. Right. Damn. All right. So night three
0: Mm. of this Mm -hmm.
1: craziness. Um, there's a guy who was sleeping above his hardware store and uh, you know he had an apartment above his hardware store, uh-huh. and he woke up to what sounded like two rasp rubbing against each other, and that's how it was described in an article. And you know, you know, a rasp is a uh, basically it's like a a giant metal file for okay. for you know filing metal or stone or yep. something like that.
0: Right. And so they've got like so their hooks. Quite a or, racket, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's made a weird, like a sound of metal grinding against metal, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and catching and stuff. So weird sound, but yeah, you know, he knew what it was mm-hmm. or what it sounded like. So again, he grabbed his gun because it's 1903, you know. Everybody's got a gun, and it's man. America, so yep. everybody had a gun. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, he he grabbed his gun and he poked his head out of his window. You know, second story up, uh, and he poked his head out of the window. And he looked around and didn't see anything at first, but then his eyes finally kind of adjusted to the difference between the inside and the outside. And um, he saw this thing, this creature sitting on the crossbeam of a telephone pole, like not even 15 feet away from me. Wow. And he couldn't. Make out clearly what it was, but that didn't stop him from taking his gun and taking a shot. Mm-hmm. So, and apparently, this guy was known to be a, a you know kind of a crack shooter. Yeah, you know. So um, he shot this thing, and it hit the creature, but it didn't seem to have any effect
0: hmm.
1: on the creature at all. Wow. And so, you know, um, I guess he did this, you know, maybe once or twice, but the only effect actually that it did have on this creature was to wake it up. Okay. And as soon as it woke up, it lit up. Oh. Boom. Mm. Right. So, um, the shot woke another store owner across the corner from this guy who ran out, uh, in the street with his own gun and, um... He, you know, he got out in the street, and he saw the creature, and he saw it descend the pole, um, as he, and he described it like a parrot. Mm. Uses, so it's using its beak to kind of like, as a hand, kind yeah, of almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. How they do that where you, they'll grab onto the post, yep. and they'll like kind of lower mm. themselves down with uh-huh. their legs. On. So he the creature lowered itself down uh, like a parrot, and it got to the, the ground. And uh he said when it stood up, it was eight feet tall and it had large featherless wings. Wow, he said it hopped a few times like a kangaroo on its legs, and then it got down on four legs um, and uh, but it was not like four legs like um, you would like a horse, you yeah, know uh-huh it got down on the, the hands or, or claws that were on the, the wings.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. It's yeah.
1: Cause they, the way they're describing this thing is it's a pterodactyl, a type of pterodactyl. Okay. Right? Yeah. Let's get to yeah. that right now. So it got down on its and it kind of like, um, started to run off on the hind four on its four legs to get away a little bit more. And then it took off, um, into the darkness, and then it went into you know, it lit up, it took off in the air, and it, then it went away. You know, wow. the darkness where it saw it. Wow! So that was night three. Wow! Okay, so, night four, right? This is yeah. the last night, okay? It's a big event. So, by this time, it's the talk of the town, as you might imagine, of course. You know, um, the <laughs> Either a principal or the teacher at the uh, the high school uh, was uh, this. He had announced that this was based upon the descriptions. He announced that this was a quote antediluvian uh, beast end quote. Mm. And antediluvian is a old term that means. Uh, before the 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 flood, before the great flood, okay, before uh, that of Noah, right? Gotcha. So this is very, 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 very old. Yeah, that kind of creature. So right. basically, this Pre- shit's a dinosaur,
0: right? Prehistoric, yeah, exactly. Wow. So okay,
1: so uh, you know, people were staying up and they were looking for it, and uh, you know, nothing occurred um, in the town, but there was a brick factory at the edge of town and when the the guy in charge of that as he was going around he heard this commotion coming from a mine shaft that was near it and uh he got some of his um these weird sounds again so he got some of the some volunteers to go with him to go look at the mine shaft and um they saw this creature shoot out of the shaft and um you know they were all freaking out about it, and they uh you know like tried to shoot at it and stuff, and it flew around and went back in and so they were trying to make a plan of what to do now, right yeah, they go this where this thing lives, and they're gonna wait for it to come out again because it comes out at night they know that and and so um they waited, they waited, they waited, they were trying to make an idea of what to do, but they you know. The plan was to wait. Apparently,
0: yeah.
1: How you know and wait, wait till the morning at least to you know come to you know figure something out. Well, Uh
0: um,
1: they were also waiting for the thing to come out. Well, nothing happens till the rest of the night until right before dawn, when the creature flies out and it's followed by a smaller creature,
0: Mm.
1: and they fly around. And then they just fly off into the darkness uh, that is still far away, you know, not into the light. And then they're gone, and they are never seen
0: or heard from again. Wow, wow, yeah. that I never heard this story. Never heard about any a creature like this, really. Yeah, I mean, Mothman comes to mind, but that's totally it, yeah. different, you know. But well,
1: you know, you say that, but the uh, the author even makes that kind of a Mothman type connection where. Okay. They, they call it the uh, Van Meter mis- uh, Visitor now. Okay. Like they, so they kind of put it in. It's, you know, because it, it's this glowing yeah. pterodactyl. Yeah. Or pterodon, you know, kind of yeah. thing.
0: Which, you know. The glowing parts The glowing part's totally weird, man.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing. We know that there are creatures that are bioluminescent. Right. You know? Yeah. and um, Yep. Well, we know, really, we don't know a lot about uh, how dinosaurs really looked. We can speculate. Sure. But we don't know if... I mean, we're still learning so much yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, dinosaurs. yeah. yeah. You know, like When we were little and obsessed with them, we would have laughed at the idea of a dinosaur with feathers.
0: And, right? now, and I was just going to say that.
1: Yeah. And now that's pretty you know, accepted that, that some of them actually had feathers and they, some of them definitely evolved into birds. Right. Or, and, and then also other things. But, um, so, you know, maybe there was a species of flying pterodactyl type creature that, that glowed. Sure. For some reason or another, maybe it needed to provide itself light. Right. Uh, underneath the, you know, in the caves that it lived in. Right. Or maybe it, it attracted,
0: yeah. Other things that it can eat? Yeah, I mean, you say that and now my head goes to a, uh, a firefly, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, that's a creature that lives, uh, you know, on land and can, cre- and can emit its own light. Yep. That's wild. I didn't think about and that. All those,
1: all those f- types of fish... Right and and things that live in in the plankton, all the
0: things in the sea that created sunlight. So that's right. Yeah,
1: it is. You know, it's positive. that's
0: cool. That's cool, man.
1: Yeah, and this is not the only time that a glowing pterodactyl type creature has been reported. There are other reports, and uh, that the author notes of around the world, um, and uh, one of them being like there's some uh, there's a whole. T- Bunch of them in a in Africa. There's a region in Africa. I want to say it's in the Congo area, but okay. I can't remember exactly. Um, but there's all sorts of like dinosaur creatures have been reported forever right. in Africa by yeah. the, the the native well the, of the,
0: the land to the. the you know, didn't they find a, a new species of deer somewhere over there, like somewhat recently that they thought was extinct? Like there I
1: know I mean shit, that happens a lot all right, the time. Right. I know that China that's happened before uh-huh. and area, but I mean it certainly could be in Africa and everywhere, you know, we're finding yeah. stuff that we thought are not that were extinct,
0: you know, right? I mean, it's vast, vast wilderness, man. I sw- yeah. I, wa- I watched a thing on the Congo. Um, somebody was trying to find gorillas, you know, they were trying to like, uh, like in the wild, find gorillas mm-hmm. and like to get to where the gorillas are is very difficult. And it's like, a, right. it's like just one way. It's like an eight hour trek on foot to get to them, right. you know, and it's like no guarantee that they're going to be there, but that's kind of where they hang out. And, um, the Congo is a huge, huge chunk of land. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I can't. Somebody was talking about how big it was before, and it was, you know, it's very, very large, like uh, a portion of the United States large. Mm-hmm. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. I mean, there, there's all kinds of things. I'm sure that we're still um, finding, you know, new species of things, you know, and yep. that's wild, and man.
1: A vast area like that with... Uh, a large and different variety of yeah. species of plants and animals yep. and a fairly consistent
0: mm-hmm.
1: weather pattern, you know, yep. and temperature pattern. Yep. Um it's it would be perfect for all sorts of things to conti- carry on and continue living. Yeah. Um no matter how old or whatever they were. So but yeah in this area there's a there are a type of flying lizard dinosaur type creature that also glow.
0: Yeah. Um, wow.
1: And according to the stories. That's cool.
0: So, I yeah. never knew that. That's what's yeah. cool about these stories too, is like over time, like yeah, it makes you wonder like before the advent of the, the printing press um, like how, and obviously when we, when we figured out how to distribute um, newspapers and things, um, how many of those stories get lost over time?, oh, you know, man, yeah, I mean, there's just there's, there's got to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of these stories that, like, you know, creatures that we don't even you know think about because, you know, they're lost to time, you know, yeah, and a lot of the things the creatures that we see um in this world, I think we take for granted because you grow up with learning about them. Like we talked before about the dinosaurs and things like that. I think kids, the reason why they're so fascinated with dinosaurs is because they don't live now. Although there are some that have made it, but uh, we see those creatures now um, that are in our world. And we are like, Oh, that's just a, that's just an alligator. Right. Or, Mm. Oh, that's just an octopus. Um, Those are freaking alien looking creatures and weird looking the further you go into the depths of the ocean too just odd you know or, or or look at an elephant like what how do you get an elephant you know what a weird strange creature or a giraffe you know um it's just uh you know at a certain point and I hope we don't get to that point where those those uh species become extinct you know but at a certain time we're going to look back in humanity and think oh well the giraffes used to be around, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, the gorilla used to be around. Um, It's cool. It's interesting. Interesting stuff.
1: And if you, like you said, if you think about it, Cumulatively, the knowledge that we have is probably one percent of all knowledge that has been yes. shared throughout our, you know, our history. Right, and and even prehistory. That's you know, right. Because you know, we know things that go back further. We're always finding older and older, and older discoveries.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know, we don't know a lot, a lot. We don't know most of the things about our own planet. Yep. Let alone other planets and others. You know.
0: Well, I mean, stuff like that. well, yeah, so, we've had libraries burn, we've had, uh, we've yeah. lost information over time. I mean, modern man has only been around, you know, 10,000 plus years that we have yeah. like any sort of, um, you know, um, records of, of, of people, yeah. even though we know we existed before, it's just that we, we evolved to the point where we could start keeping records of things. And yeah, I think it's funny because, like, now all of our information is kept on these computers and things like that. What happens if a big solar flare comes and knocks everything yep. out? We, exactly. could be, we could be back to the freaking Stone Ages, man, you know? Exactly. Quickly. <laughs> yeah. We take that for granted. Hey, everybody. This is Dave Schrader from
1: the Holzer Files on Travel Channel. You're listening to What's Your Weird Story. Barry, what do you think that people find the most far-fetched? Ghost stories or aliens as being the more unbelievable?
0: I would say aliens.
1: You know, I would agree with that probably too. Because I think with ghosts, there's a part of the belief system that is abound throughout the world, and we want to have some kind of assurance of some form of life after death. Mm -hmm. Whereas with aliens, it's unknown for sure. It's Mm -hmm. completely unknown. We have only our imagination. We don't have a lot of universal stories that we agree upon that these things exist, maybe.
0: To believe in aliens is to believe that we are not the sole existence of this world, which goes against a lot of belief systems. It definitely does.
1: But you know, the great thing about what we're doing here is we are open to all your stories about ghosts or aliens or anything in between or anything outside of. We're not here to judge. We're here to just talk and to share. And we don't want you to think you're crazy because you're not.
0: Those are cool stories, man.
1: Yeah, friends, that was uh, from the Cowboys and Sorions by John LeMay, L-E-M-A-Y. Which I believe in French means the May, um, but uh, you can, I got it off of uh, a large um, internet book and everything else seller. Um, I've got it off of Amazon. Sure if you can find it at a small place or an independent bookstore, pick it up there. Uh, all sorts of cool stuff. But <clears throat> how many sto- I, I, How many
0: stories are in it?
1: Oh, dude, there's so many. A bunch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton. Uh, and there's illustrations and, um, you know, just tons of stuff. It's like over 300 pages. Oh, wow. And it's a quick and fairly easy read, uh-huh. um, which is good. But, you know, it's like great for like if you're, uh, you know, before bed yeah.
0: or yeah. Sitting if you're on, sitting you know, on the pot, you know. Sitting on the job yep.
1: or, you know. Not, not sitting in traffic, but, you know, maybe you're on your lunch break or whatever. Yeah. You could, you know, crank through
0: one pretty quickly. That's cool.
1: And, uh, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. So that, yeah. Go buy that book.
1: Yep. And, uh, yeah, keep information in your brains and all that stuff. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys have any uh, weird uh, dinosaur stories, man, fucking yeah. hit us up.
1: Yeah. Well, this you know, I mean. If these these fall into cryptid, the category category right. cryptids, so it's not all cryptids are not all Bigfoot uh, or the chupacabra or um, you know Loch Ness or um, anything you know they're all sorts of things yeah. they're all sorts of creatures and um, you know I mean we obviously we love a good Bigfoot story um, and any kind of weird creature you know even even the um, Black cats, you know the big, large black cats yep. that uh, are often seen um, in places where you know they shouldn't normally be. I remember my nephews. I don't remember. I don't know if I told you this on on on, on air, quote unquote, or if I just told you in passing, or if I even told you at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but my one of my nephews a couple years ago at Christmas. I think it's just around the time we first started, um he told me that um he, one time he and his dad and his brother were out fishing, and I think that they were probably around like uh eleven and eight, I think
0: maybe oh, okay. so they're young, yeah,
1: and they were out fishing, and they saw a you know a, a black cat a black type panther going along the shore oh, shit. you know uh, yeah. go or 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 on the tree line I think rather and uh you know that doesn't happen in North Carolina yeah that yeah. often you right. know right. there's not, right. not big cats living in North Carolina right. in eastern North Carolina yeah you know th- that in that area yeah. that's just not a, a natural thing so. sure
0: we had a bear uh, in in uh, Norman. This last, uh, this, this past week that they think came up a, uh, a channel somewhere like, wow. uh, yeah. And there's no bears like around there, uh, for sure. So weird. Wow.
1: Do, I mean, didn't the guy who, um, took over for uh, tiger King, didn't he just get, Arrested and taken over. Oh, yeah. And he may- shut down and all the tigers yeah. got taken away and yeah, all that
0: stuff. Probably. That guy was a shyster. They're all oh, right. yeah. They're all oh, shysters, you yeah. know. Yeah.
1: And then what well, was like two weeks
0: before, uh,
1: there was a tiger.
0: Yeah, in Houston, in, I think. In
1: Houston, just yeah. wandering two or three days, wandering out around a neighborhood. Yep. And, to, and it had, at one point, had been caught by its. Uh, I don't know if it was the owner or if it's just this dude. Yeah, but it was caught by a guy. Yep, who was him himself uh, out on bail on a murder.
0: That's charge. right. What was funny about that story is that like I it was like there was footage of him. There was a guy who drew. his, I think he was an off-duty police officer. He had his gun gun drawn on the on the uh, tiger because he was in a neighborhood mm-hmm. and the and the guy who was the quote unquote owner or the guy that was watching this cat comes out and he's escorting it back into the house. And then quickly after they have a, um, an interview with the, the gentleman's lawyer who quickly says, now, now who says that he is the owner? He's taking care of this cat for someone else. And I'm sitting here thinking, if you aren't the owner of this thing, there's no way in hell that you would handle this on your own, like outside of a cage. Like you wouldn't just go grab this cat by the collar. I'm sorry. (laughs) Unless you have a, uh, a pretty close connection to it. Anyway, a weird story for sure.
1: Or he's the, the Texas tiger King.
0: Right. Yeah. That was just a whole weird, weird man. Yeah. And I don't know why people do that. I mean, you know, they, they buy these creatures that they, you know, you can't They take, should, they cannot handle it. Yeah. yeah, you can't. You can't do that. So I know I'm preaching to the choir on that, but
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have hard enough time with just two regular cats.
0: Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. No kidding. You, <laughs> you imagine trying to figure, feed a freaking tiger, dude.
1: Oh man. What
0: that must cost. Yeah, I, good god.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. You got to be Oh, that's why rich people have or people right. who uh, are good at getting other yeah. people's money.
0: Do you remember when we were freshmen in high school and I'm not going to say who it was, but there was a guy who was a few years older than us. Actually, I think he was in Lane's uh, class, came mm-hmm. to um, to uh, Coach Heltzel's uh, science class with a baby cub, uh, a, no. a cougar, a, a baby cougar. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes into class. It was in my class. I don't remember who was all in that class, but he comes into class and he was asking him. He was asking Coach Heltzel how to take care of it. Oh my and Coach Heltzel goes, whatever you do, man, don't feed it raw meat because, uh, you know, then it's going to be over. And I think he I think he hung, he hung on to it for about six months until it got to the point where it was like just tore everything up in his house, you know, right. Right, But, God dang, dude, I can't imagine that, trying to trying Jeez. to do that, you know? You have,
1: to t- you have to tell me who that was off air. Yeah, I will. I
0: will. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man, good stuff, and um, we're just kind of winging it here, you know? We've got a little bit of lull time, and so we wanted to put together a little bit different style of podcast for you guys and just talk about some stuff, you know, give us an opportunity to open the door up a little bit wider on, on stories and stuff.
1: Yeah, we want to make sure that you guys have stuff that uh, you can listen to and share our stuff that, you know, we're into as well, obviously. Um, and just, you know, you know, Barry, people grow. Podcasts grow. They change over time. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, if we didn't, uh, if we didn't allow for different kinds of things, uh, we would stagnate, and we would have probably shut down quite a while ago. Right, um, and we have no intention on doing that. Uh, just for the record, you know, because like when we started, we you know we decided that we wanted to hear weird stories, and we let weird cover a lot of ground. We let, were very vague about it. Right you know right intention yeah so so that weird could be guess we're we're going to hear tons of ghost stories and we're going to hear of UFO stories and and the odd bigfoot story but also you know we have our guests who have told us about their crazy travels which is awesome and those epic adventure yep. stories like that yep you know we've had um unique people like our buddy EmoTron yep and um you know the clowns with uh, the 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 cutthroat, yep. Crew man, I love. I always love enjoy talking to those guys and hearing their adventures and stuff. Because you know, and their weird careers that provide a life that is different yes. from everybody else's. And I think it's really cool that we can talk about that and share those experiences with somebody in, with people who are doing something differently and but you know that's natural normal to them but for us and other people man that, a, a clown's life has to be weird
0: you oh know? yeah for sure it's a
1: weird job to go for so
0: absolutely man yeah it's fun it's fun yeah. that we learn from each other and, and stories like we talked about today it's another it, you know I never heard any of those stories so it's a cool way to 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 learn about new things out there that uh, you haven't heard or thought about before
1: yeah, so every once in a while, you might get another one of these kind of research episodes or, or book reports, uh, as I like to call it, just for something different, uh, just a palate cleanser, just to, you know, kind of give us something cool to share because we like sharing. We like talking, as you know, um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, it's cool. Um, Barry, do you have anything uh, in mind?
0: Well, um, just um gonna take it easy for Memorial Day. Um, All right?
1: And, well, you know, well, happy memorial every day, everybody. We hope you had a good safe one cause yep. Uh, we're recording this um on the thirtieth. So Memorial Day is tomorrow. yep, um, and so a big thank you to everybody in Weirdsville and their friends and families who have served our nation, um, yeah. and served the military. Uh, and we, we appreciate you for doing that uh, for, and for your service. I've got a lot of friends in the military yep. um, and in the Air Force, especially from when I lived in uh, Goldsboro and had the comic shop. Yeah, uh, A lot of good friends there. And so
0: yep. I grew, always I, uh, appreciate
1: those guys.
0: I train with a bunch of, uh, of Marines um, in, in uh, Aikido, and, uh, and those are some of the finest uh, men and women that I've ever met. And I appreciate them, you know, putting their lives on the line, and of course the ones that have paid the ultimate price, uh, yep. so that we are able to have the freedoms and the the life that we enjoy in this country. You know, just uh, so appreciative. So, yeah.
1: And for everybody else who's out there, if you're not Americans, um, we hope you had a great um, May thirty first. Uh, is it the thirty first?
0: <laughs> Great question, man. I should uh, probably
1: know that. Yeah, 31st, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We hope you had a May 30 if it's a day of celebration or tradition in your country, wherever you are, um we hope it was a good Monday. Uh, and most of the places here in the states um are off. We it's like a, a bank holiday as you would call it in the UK or something like that. So not a lot not everybody most of people aren't working. Some people have, some of us are but uh, either way, have a good one. Um, and if you are listening from another country, we would love to hear you. Just say hi, say, hey, I'm, uh, my name is X, and I'm from X Place. Um, and we we're listening, and we love the podcast or whatever. You know, what you like about the podcast, let us know uh, through our social media accounts or through our email. Uh, which is W-Y-W-S pod, wywspod at gmail.com. You can also write us there if you want to come on the show and share your stories. and uh, Or you can email us your stories, and we can have them read on air by our reader and our special correspondent and resident Bigfoot expert, Mr. Jeff Hubbard. Um, Also, if you live in the United States and you want to be on the show, you can also email us at the same place and contact us through social media. And, of course, we have the hotline, which is 513-909-9821. And uh, you can call us and leave us a message there. And let us uh, know what you're thinking or, you know, set up an appointment and contact us and we'll talk and we'll set something up and we'll have fun. We'll have some good conversations and some laughs and some good times and uh, some wonderment about all these amazing, strange, beautiful, weird things in this world of ours. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I was like kind of and you, leave you these places and you just like,
0: yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. We hope you had a wonderful weekend, a wonderful uh, Memorial Day and um, a good time. Summer is now officially kicking off. Let's uh, hope it's not too hot, but let's hope it is full of weird, the good weird, maybe a little bad weird, but, you know, Preferably the good weird. Everybody, have a good one. We will see you next time here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Be safe.
0: Be weird.
1: As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions, whether it's sharing your stories, listening, listening, rating, and spreading spreading the the word about the podcast. podcast. Thanks for listening.